Hey everyone, Brittany here with episode 58, where we are covering brand clarity, how to figure out where your brand isn't clear, and how to fill the holes once you realize where they are. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. The black holes of your business are what are going to be the energy suckers and not to get too woo-woo on here or anything like that. But if there are areas of your business that aren't performing well, they're going to be sucking the life out of other areas of your business. And that's going to just take way too much attention and focus away from that thing you do really well, that zone of genius area of your life. So how do you avoid doing that? How do you make sure there aren't black holes in your business? Well, I put out a recent free offering. It's called How Clear Is Your Brand? It is a checklist. You can download it and follow along with this episode so that you have, one, an easy way to track what we're doing, two, a great way to rate yourself, and of course, put your eyes where they need to be on your business so that you have every available tool to progress and really just spend more time in that zone of genius rather than putting out fires as you build and scale your business. So you can download this at brittanygardner.com forward slash fill the holes. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can get this on the show notes. That's going to be at brittanygardner.com forward slash 058. This is episode 58, of course. And either way, fill out the checklist. Do yourself the service because if you are a brand master, you've mastered this branding game, you know exactly who you are, what you stand for, how you show up in the world, and what to say to reach your target client then great. The checklist is going to prove that to you, that you are a master, that there's nothing you can be doing better. If you are in the emerging phase of your business, you're an emerging entrepreneur, you're going to want to do this checklist. There's going to be a lot of places where you feel like you don't stack up and that's okay. When you're in those early phases, there's a lot of things you need to prepare There's a lot of things you need to put your attention on and focus on 100% of the time. And then there's other things that you can wait on. And this checklist will tell you where to focus right now, where to wait, and then what to put on your docket for the next quarter or the next year. All of that's available to you if you download the checklist. So moving on, I want to talk quickly about the three levels I included in each category here. So the first level is the bare bones stage you've started a business or you're in the process of starting a business, you've got some ideas, but they're not fully fleshed out. All right, the next stage is the beginning badass. That is where you're starting to take ownership of you, of your business, what you stand for. There's still a few holes here and there, but you're starting to get a really clear idea of what your brand is and how it can be the best team player in your business and aid you in attracting the right clients into your business world. The third level is a master at branding. The brand master has a good handhold on all areas of the business. And there might be a few checkboxes here and there where you could level it up just a little bit, but by and large, you've got it pretty much nailed. So 
category number one. And this is, these first four actually are going to be the kind of pillars of branding that most brand strategists will cover at some point or another. And the first is, who are you? The first level here is, I have a job title. So even if you haven't started your business yet, you've given yourself a title. And I'm going to be using myself as an example for most of these For familiar listeners and watchers, you'll have heard some of this before, but it's the easiest way to provide a concrete example for you guys. So my job title is brand strategist and branding photographer. The second level is that I can write one to two clear sentences describing who I am. And then the third level is that I can write three to five pages on who I am and what I stand for. So if you've worked with me in my business, we focus a lot on core values Other brand strategists might focus on personality test assessments. There's a lot of them out there. I like core values because they are the non-negotiables of your business. They are who you are, what you stand for, and the things that you're willing to die for. And I don't mean to actually kill yourself off. You're never really going to be in that situation. But they are so important to you that you'd consider it. And I'll just let that sit there for a little while. So the second category here is who do you serve? So the first level in that category is that you know the basic demographics of your ideal clients. And I just want to throw this out there. A lot of different marketing people are going to use jargon for this particular category. There's your target client, your ideal client avatar, your best client for you. I often refer to it as that. So for the sake of ease, we're going to call it your ideal client as we speak through the rest of this episode in terms of filling in the holes of your business. So the first, again, is that you can fill out the basic demographics of your ideal client. The second is that you can write one to two sentences about your ideal client and what motivates them. The third level is going to be that you can write five pages on what motivates them, what keeps them up at night, what they feel judged for, what they spend a lot of mental energy on, what their husband or mother or friends say about them, all of those things are going to be things that you want to be able to write about in excruciatingly large detail. And the reason for that is pretty simple. It's going to feel like a slog when you start writing it out, but as you get going, you're just going to let it flow. And you might be surprised how quickly you come up with those five pages. The reason you need that is when you get to the marketing phases of your business, whether you're launching a you know one-to-one service, a product, a group offering, The only way to fill them with ease, and I would like to emphasize the with ease part there, is to be able to give really clear details that feel like they're ripped straight from your client's heads. When you can do that, you can make it feel like you are the only person out there that understands their pain and the only person who can guide them through it to the other side. You're only going to get there by having those really great details. So I'm going to give you an example here. One of my clients in a survey I did a couple years ago said that it really hurt her when her mom told her that her mom went to brunch with like her lady friends and all of the other moms were bragging about their kids' achievements and jobs and accomplishments and her mom didn't feel like she could say anything, so she stayed silent. Now, the backstory on this client is she was a killer performer in the corporate world, but She felt very much like she had more to offer. She wanted to have more impact and she didn't feel like she could do that in a corporate job. So she struck out on her own and then started floundering for a little while. And the reason she floundered is pretty simple. This is true for so many of my clients, as it turns out, so much so that I included it in my ideal client avatar. 
She killed it in the corporate world because she had a team around her doing all the things that she wasn't good at. And then when she started her own business, she no longer had someone supplying her with marketing language, with hard-hitting power statements and copywriting. She no longer had someone supplying her with all the professionally graphic designed visuals. So as she tried to do the thing that she was actually really good at, the reason she wanted to get out there on her own into her own business She didn't have all those supporting pieces and she needed branding help, which is why she came to me, of course. But the driving factor for her as she moved on from that stage of business, once she realized that she did need help, was that she wanted to make her mom proud enough of her so her mom could brag about her at brunch next time she got together with her friends. And I am so incredibly proud of my client for opening up to me and sharing that story because that is the real reason she purchased from me. So yeah, who are you? You need those three levels. Who do you serve? You really need these three levels. And then what feeling does your brand deliver? So I have two to three go-to words that describe my brand. Bold, vibrant, badass. Bold, you'll notice that the language I use and the, the way in which I speak is kind of a take no prisoners attitude. I don't sugarcoat things. I don't ever really do that whole constructive criticism like sandwich, like a thing that you need to fix with two, you know, flowery compliments. I tell it like it is. And the people I like to work with, they understand that and actually value that, which is why they're part of my ideal clients. But I make sure that that feeling arrives in my branding. I am bold. I use vibrant colors. And the word badass is in a lot of my program offerings because I don't want to work with people who need their hand held for every little decision. So the second level here is having a tagline that describes all of my brand deliverables. So in my case, that tagline is I show what it feels like to work with you. So again, back to the bold and vibrant colors, to the photos that are really clear, contrasty, and crisp. Those are all things I show so that people can know what to expect once they actually do talk with me or see me on video or hear me on a podcast. The third level here is that you show what it feels like to work with you in every deliverable way from colors to copywriting. And I kind of touched on that actually on the last description. The next category here is how do you serve your market? So the first one is going to be that you do one-off, one-on-one services with clients. The second level is that you're going to sell packages of sessions to clients. And then the third level is that you offer group packages to more than one person at a time. And those are three different levels. Some people jump straight to the third. Some people start off only one-on-one. But those are the three levels that most online service providers go through while scaling their business. You also want to touch on a point here that... There is a a really clear way to describe all of these things. It's the help and do statement. And we're going to go over that in a future category. But how you serve your market will show up in that how and do statement. Next category is identity basics. And the first one here is that you have a custom website domain. So mine is BrittanyGardner.com. It's my name. It's simple, although not easy to spell, of course. But it's at least a very well-found custom domain. So I actually use WordPress to deliver the content on my website. That's the the backbone of it. You can actually get a free WordPress site, but it's going to look like brittanygardner.wordpress.com. That would not be a custom domain example. The second identity basic level is that you have an email address of the same domain. And this is going to be one of those polarizing things here. I know a lot of business owners out there use Gmail addresses, and you can do that. 
I'm not saying you can't do that, but I am saying there's going to be a segment of the population and how large that segment is depends a lot on your industry, but there's going to be a segment of the population that does not think you are professional if you're using a Gmail address. So this is something you'll have to decide whether it makes sense for you. I pay like five bucks a month to use Google Apps so that my email address is say hi at brittanygardner.com. I do that to look professional. I also do that just to keep things really easy in all my marketing, on my website, business card, etc. It all has the same thing. The third level here is that your social media profiles are the same as your domain. And you guys, I have to confess here, I am not perfect on this one. I have some holes in my business around this because even though my name, Brittany, is not a common spelling, Brittany Gardner is apparently a common enough name that somebody beat me to the punch on Pinterest, on Skype, and yes, on Instagram. So the reason for that is my prior business was not my name, Brittany Gardner. I had a business Instagram account in that other prior business's name, and my personal Instagram account is kind of a funny name. I never secured Brittany Gardner. I regret it to this day. It is quite annoying. So my Instagram profile is I am Brittany Gardner, and then I use that same one for both Pinterest and Skype since I couldn't use Brittany Gardner for any of them. But it does make for a little bit of confusion. I do pity her because I would imagine she gets a lot of people searching for me given my popularity on certain platforms. The next category is social media. The three levels for that are that you have social media accounts on all of the major platforms that you post at least weekly on social media, and then the third level that you post three to five weeks on social media as a whole. And we're going to move really quickly here into your favorite social media platform, because I highly recommend you focus on one platform rather than trying to be all things on all platforms and failing. So choose your favorite social media platform. I would recommend choosing where your ideal client hangs out the most often. My favorite social media platform is Instagram. I'm sure you're not surprised by that. So you need to have on this platform a clearly written biography that says who you work with and how you work with them. So this is that help and do statement. I help blank by blank. And it might even be I help blank by blank with blank, depending on what you do. So the one I currently have on Instagram is something like this paraphrasing. I am a brand strategist and branding photographer who helps emerging entrepreneurs level up by attracting the right client. That is that clear written biography. And that should be actually really easy for you to write if you've already done the previous categories on this checklist. All right, the second level of brand mastery on your favorite social media platform is that you post three to five times a week on this platform. And the third level is that you're regularly engaging and building relationships with your followers on that platform. So on Facebook, that means you're going to be hanging out in a lot of Facebook groups where your ideal client hangs out answering questions that you can answer with your expertise when appropriate, obviously promoting things that you offer occasionally, but primarily offering value, then reaching out to people with direct messages when it's appropriate and commenting on their offerings, encouraging people, all of that on your favorite social media platform. And that's going to look different for each platform, depending on where you're hanging out. Your brand style guide is the next category, and this is a biggie. I didn't actually weight these categories in order of importance, but there are certain ones that definitely are going to be things you want to pay attention to. So the brand style guide is having an easily accessible place, preferably like a PDF or something, where you have your preferred logo, colors, fonts, and any other graphical elements all on one document. That's a brand style guide. 
The second level here is that you regularly use these elements from your style guide when producing content. And that's why I mentioned other graphical elements in the first part. You're going to want to have any patterns you regularly use, any backgrounds for your website, backgrounds that you could also use for like social media posts, other things for video anchors and frames. All of that needs to be on that brand style guide. The third brand master level here is that all of the content you produce from website to social media uses these brand style guide elements. You never pull from another source without it being on your brand style guide so that everything has that cohesive look. And then the same thing's going to be true for your website. Level one, my website and style guide look like each other. Level two, all sales page and opt-ins for your free content also look like your website. And then the third level, all social media and any other online content also look like your website. Again, having it all have that cohesive look is so important to brand cohesion and consistency and for people to recognize you in a different platform. You know, maybe they've seen your website, but they've never been on your Facebook business page before. Having a Facebook cover image that looks like your website is going to be really key for continuing on that no like, and trust factor. Authority status is the next big deal category. And I'm going to take a step back here and move away from the checklist for a moment and just talk a little bit about what being an authority means and what personal branding means and they're how they're really the same, actually. So my favorite branding quote is from Jeff Bezos, and he says, your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. That's an opinion. When you leave the room and people start talking about you or they're talking about you right before you walk into a room and it drops in silence. (laughs) No one's ever been there, right? That is people's opinion about you. And when you are spending time working on your brand strategy for your personal brand, that is your chosen way of shaping that opinion, which is just another way of saying your personal brand is the authority status you have in your chosen field or industry. I want to reiterate that because it's important. Your personal brand is your authority status in your chosen field or industry. So if you want to build authority status, you do need to focus on brand strategy, which is what you're doing if you're going through this fill in the holes in your business guide. But you also want to make sure that the authority status you're building is one that you can control. And you can't control someone's opinion about you, but you can put out elements in their sphere that will shape that opinion. So the first level here is that you write and tell your own ideas and strategy. I have a story about that, which I'll come back to in just a minute. The second level is that you have a process and you have content pillars. Those are a few main ideas that you write and talk about. And then the third level is that you put out opinions and you back them up with your reasoning and that sometimes they're controversial. Putting out an opinion that sounds exactly like everybody else, just regurgitating their ideas is not controversial and it will not build authority status for you and your business. You do want to make sure that if you're putting out a controversial opinion, you can back it up with social proof, either testimonials from your own client stories, other people's testimonials, things you've ripped from the headlines that back up your statements. I have, for example, a branding in the wild category on my Instagram highlights. I think I actually called it branding in real life. I think I changed it. I do that whenever I see really great elements of branding. I, you know, you take a picture or do a quick video about it. And then I put it in that highlight reel because I think it's so beneficial for people to see what branding looks like with real companies out there as you go out and about. Now, backing up just a little bit, that first level was that you write and tell about your own ideas and strategy. And I'm right now seeing a huge push on content in captions or stories on people's Instagram feeds. And I recently came across a girl who was 
maybe not so smartly, direct messaging me on Instagram, trying to get me to buy her course. She was going to sell like an Instagram coaching course because that's what she called herself. And I was like, oh, I'm just kind of curious what she's selling. Flipped over to her profile and she had actually copied one of my own Instagram feed posts. I did the classy thing. I did not call out her name. I took screenshots of it all. I blanked out her name when I had a little vent session about it on my own Instagram stories. There were people out there who were like, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's true. And you know what? If she's an Instagram coach, but she can't even come up with her own content, at least she copied someone good like me, I guess. (laughs) But you know what? She's not putting out her own ideas and strategy. So she's not building her own authority status. So she's only hurting herself in the long run. So when you're talking about building authority status, if you're going to be inspired by someone else's content, first of all, give them credit, tag them. That's actually imitation with flattery, but then give your own take on it. If you're going to post someone else's inspirational content or or just content strategy content, give your own take on it. Otherwise, it looks like you can't come up with an original idea and you're not building your own authority status. That's what I mean by putting out your own ideas and strategy. And if you have your own process and your own content pillars, this shouldn't be a problem for you. Searchability is the next element of your brand and your business that you want to make sure there aren't any holes in. So the first level here is that when someone searches your name or business name, if they're not the same, your personal website with your custom domain is on the first page of Google. The next level is that you show up in the top three spaces and the final level that you're in the first page listing, like the first page of that first page of Google search results. That one might be difficult. Other companies like Yelp, they have really good SEO people behind them and they take over those places frequently. Your LinkedIn profile or your Facebook profile might come up before your own personal website. So these are things that you're going to want to pay attention to. So long as you're in the top three, you're pretty good. But if you're all the way down at the bottom of the first page and listing number nine, you just need to understand some people might not bother scrolling that fast. If they have to go past the first you know, page screen view, they might just move on. Consistency is the next category we'll talk about. So if you're producing content sporadically, you're in the bare bones branding level. If you produce content regularly in at least one way per week, you're in that middle branding badass area, beginning badass. And the third level here is that you produce content in multiple ways each once a week. So when I say multiple ways, you're doing that that one way per week, like a blog post, a video on YouTube, a Facebook Live, an IGTV here, or a podcast episode here. That is your main weekly content. And then the third level is that you're actually repurposing that content. So if you're doing a podcast, you're pulling quotes, putting them in graphic form and posting them on other social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Instagram stories, Pinterest. With Instagram, you can't link directly back to the show notes page for your podcast episode, but with Pinterest, you can. And if you space them out over the course of a couple weeks or months, you can build a lot of later downloads and content to that page of your podcast show notes or to your blog post if your regular content is a blog post. So repurposing your content in multiple ways is kind of the brand master level here. Outreach is going to be another category you're going to want to pay attention to. And if you are in the very beginning stages of building your business, this is not one you're going to want to focus on right away, but you will want to give it attention at some point so that you can start making use of this. The first is going to be having a media kit, the second level that you sporadically appear in places outside of your own controlled online sphere. And then the third level is that you regularly appear in other places. So that that might mean guest posting on blogs being a guest on podcasts, being on somebody's summit, 
being a guest person on a webinar as a, like an expert for someone else's Facebook group. These are all options that you can regularly or sporadically do to up your outreach and, you know, in turn, build your mailing list and all of those things as well. All right, so I covered a bunch of different categories here. Each had a bare bones, a beginning badass, and a brand master level. If you are following along with the checklist that you downloaded, you can go ahead and total up your points. I have a, a little guide on the last page there how to figure out which category you fit in. If you are not following along with the paper checklist, you're just going to want to kind of take a few minutes and self-assess. Were you in the first level, the second level, or the third level for the majority? And especially if I may have mentioned that one of the categories was particularly important, see where you were on that level so that you can figure out where those black holes in your business are. As you start looking at this, if you were in those bare bones stages for the majority, pick a couple up those to the beginning badass stage, get yourself to that beginning badass stage for the majority of the categories, and then you can start worrying about getting yourself to the brand master stage. This guide isn't designed to make you feel bad about where you are right now. I want to make that 100% clear. It's designed to give you a way to self-assess where you and your brand are in showing up in the world. You do need to, at some point, fill in holes that are missing. That doesn't mean you have to do them all at once. But now that you know what they are, you can actually put together a plan for getting yourself to where you want to be. You know, the old adage, how do you know if you've arrived somewhere if you didn't have a destination in mind? I probably butchered that statement. I do that a lot, actually. <laughs> I think you get the gist of it, though. How do you know that you're in the right place without checking? So whether you're in the early stages of building a business or not, this is how you're going to get yourself to a level where attracting the right clients into your business is easy. And then you'll get yourself to a level where attracting a following is easy. And then finally, if you so desire, you can move into that building an online empire stage. But you're not going to get there without giving yourself some self-assessment first. All right, you guys, I hope this guide was helpful. Again, if you want to download the checklist to follow along and go through this again, you can find that at brittanygardner.com forward slash fill the holes. Or if you're listening to this on the No Like and Trust show, brittanygardner.com forward slash 058 will bring you to the show notes and a download link will be on the show notes for you. 